are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Future plans for a top Raw star have been revealed. Plus, we have a winner in the New Japan G1 Climax and we pay tribute to Principe Aereo. For Monday, October the 19th, 2020, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. Ibushi making history at Sumo Hall, becoming the first back-to-back winner of the G1 Climax tournament since Tenzan in 03 and 04. Ibushi defeating Sonada in the finals last night of what has been an incredible tournament of wrestling. Weird tournament this time round. Obviously, the the rules on crowd vocalisation are very different to normal, what with the COVID pandemic, so no cheering and no booing. But still, regardless of the weird atmosphere that shows, not just in New Japan, but around the world have had, uh, it was an amazing 35-minute-plus match between Ibushi and Sanada. And Ibushi, once again, in possession of the briefcase, awarded to him by Chono at the end of the match, as well as the G1 Climax flag. Uh, Ibushi talked about how he wants to get back to, quote, the way that things used to be. He's planning to take the G1 and take the opportunity and this time become God, his words. Uh, With that uh, tournament win, Kota Ibushi uh, will now get a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Now, we don't know how that match is going to go down. What we do know is that Wrestle Kingdom, once again this year, will be over two days, January the 4th and 5th of 2021. And this really feels like this is going to be the time for Kota Ibushi to step right up to the very top 
I'm really intrigued by this. This I, I I'd love to see Kota Ibushi finally become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. It feels it feels so very very deserved. So very deserved. Uh, Jack will have more on this, no doubt, in the wrestling news on the Cultaholic YouTube channel later today. And I'm sure he'll have some lovely things to say about Kota Ibushi in Wrestlers of the Week on Friday. We pay our respects this morning to Principe Aereo, uh, a.k.a. Louis Angel Sanchez, who passed away last night from an apparent heart attack. This was in the middle of a match at Arena San Juan, uh, just outside Mexico City. Now, this was part of the Mexa wrestling promotion where there is video doing the rounds. I don't encourage you to watch it, uh, but Principe Aereo took two relatively light chops to the chest and a a kick to the stomach again that didn't seem to land as strong as you thought and collapsed shortly after that the match was then stopped he was rushed to the hospital across the street from the arena uh, but he had passed away before they made it to the hospital Uh, dr greg mara who watched the tape of uh, the unfortunate passing of sanchez told wrestling observer quote i've seen in the hospital a few times teenagers coming into the er in cardiac arrest after getting hit in the chest with either a lacrosse ball or a hockey puck usually it happens when the heart is in between beats and it ends up going into ventricular fibrillation my educated guess would be that the chop was in between beats and the rhythm was thrown off and he went into ventricular fibrillation and they just go down instantly when that happens I've spent five years of my life at School of Mexico. I know how it is there. It doesn't surprise me after living there that they wouldn't have a portable defibrillator on hand. I just wanted to pass that along. Uh, words from Dr. Greg Mara, who saw the tape of the of the death of... Uh, Principe Aereo talking to the Wrestling Observer. WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley and Santos Escobar from NXT both took to Twitter uh, to react to the news. Escobar changing his profile picture to one of Aereo with angel wings. Uh, Principe Aereo wrestled for a number of promotions around Mexico. He was uh, part of AAA on a couple of occasions as well and he was trained uh, by Bandido who you may have seen uh, not just uh, in the states, but all over the place in Mexico. Certainly one of the one of the finer trainers. Uh, Principe Aereo, Luis Angel Sanchez, sadly passing away in the wrestling ring over the weekend. Following on from the collective weekend presented by GCW, several wrestlers and those in attendance have tested positive for COVID-19. Tony Deppin, the latest one of those, a regular for GCW and for Ring of Honor. He was set to be a part of their TV tapings uh, coming up next month. Uh, He announced on Twitter that he had tested positive for COVID-19. He said, thankfully, everyone I was around all weekend had negative results. Even the people I was in a car with for nine hours. I guess I'm the lucky one. I've been by myself for the last week, so halfway through before I get another test. I'm not bummed about much over it other than I actually feel like death. However, on a personal level, this is forcing my wife and I to cancel our baby shower. And out of everything, that is the hardest thing for me to accept. So Tony Depp, uh, unfortunately, down with coronavirus... uh, 
and consequently we'll be missing out on the Ring of Honor tapings coming up next month. Ring of Honor did put out the word to say that if you were part of the GCW collective and you hadn't been tested for COVID-19, then um, if you were down to be part of the Ring of Honor tapings as well, uh, then that is being reviewed essentially. The ROH talent that have been quarantined in ROH's bubble over the last week um, are being protected and there is a concern that somebody who may have been part of the collective weekend may possibly transfer COVID-19 to the taping. So they're looking to uh, put that away by pulling all the talent who worked the collective from the tapings in the wake of the first COVID-19 positive tests coming out. Uh, we send our best to Tony Deppin and anybody else uh, who's involved in the collective who has tested positive or awaiting results uh, for COVID-19. at Lana becoming a major babyface player on Monday night. So Dave Meltzer reports in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this past week that WWE wants to turn Lana babyface because she managed to overcome all the odds and survive that battle royal last Monday. Uh, now, the report even uses the term, quote, massive babyface, which was used to describe Lana uh, within the company. There's big plans for Lana going forward by the looks of it. She's the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship, and she is set to face off against Asuka on Monday Night Raw tonight. Some good news for AEW when it comes to viewers in the UK. So Cody shared uh, some excellent news regarding the ratings here in the UK. ITV broadcast Dynamite uh, on its main channel and on ITV4. Uh, WWE shows over here are on BT Sport, which is a paid subscription service, so less eyes, uh, less people potentially to see that product. And it's looking good for AEW. They tweeted out the following data saying, AEW Dynamite is beating the first run broadcast of all its competitors in the UK for audience volume. Dynamite's audience is also over five times that of NXT, double that of SmackDown, and almost double of Raw. It also doubled the audience of Impact Wrestling 
which has been airing in the same slot as Dynamite and also on a free-to-air channel. Dynamite benefits from reaching considerably more people than any of its competitors. Full episodes of Dynamite on ITV4 have reached 2.8 million people based on five-plus consecutive minutes of viewing. In its first year of AEW programming on ITV channels, it reached 6.7 million based on them having at least five consecutive minutes of viewing. AEW doing great numbers in the UK. Pretty sure that uh, big show in Wembley is very much on the cards when, when all this COVID nonsense blows over. We talked about Lana becoming a big star on Monday Night Raw. There are also plans afoot for another member of the red brand, and that is AJ Styles. He was drafted over to Raw just the other week in the draft, and apparently there is plans to bring him in a bodyguard as part of a new start on Raw. This comes from a report on Fightful, who say that AJ Styles could be paired up with the seven-foot-plus Raw underground doorman Jordan Omobey, who is lined up to be the bodyguard. Now, as of now, there is no word if creative is open to the idea uh, or if indeed we'll see Jordan on the main roster at this point. He's been working not only as the bodyguard, not only as the bouncer for the for Raw Underground, but also he's been working as a giant ninja for Akira Tozawa in 24-7 title segments. Um, now, Raw Underground looks as if it's finished off, and obviously we haven't seen uh, the seven-foot ninja in some, some time next to Akira Tozawa, so this could be a new role for Jordan. On the PWI podcast this week, Bailey was talking about uh, being ranked number one in the PWI Women's 100. Very, very positive about that uh, that turn of events. She also talks about the decision to turn heel. It's like the one-year anniversary of Bailey uh, becoming a baddie, and she said everyone second-guessed things. Everyone second-guessed things, especially for me because I was doing that Bailey character for seven years, and it brought me so much success. It brought me championships, and it brought me to the WWE, but it was not something I wanted to do forever. I want to experience everything in my career. I want to ride the wave and do all sorts of things. I knew I couldn't do it being that one character. Honestly, once I had the company's blessing and Vince's blessing, I knew I had to make it work. I had to make it work because it was my decision. If I failed, I failed myself and I failed the company. I definitely think people not believing in me helps because you love to prove people wrong. It helped on screen as well because I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. Best of luck to Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, who is nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the East Europe International Film Festival. This comes uh, from his role in the movie Marcus. Now, Marcus is the movie of a, a guy with a checkered past who looks to right wrongs and make amends. It looks like Big Show could win an award for that. I'm surprised he didn't win anything for The Big Show Show. Former WWE star Sin Cara, the original Sin Cara, by the way. the Not the second one, the original one. Um, I mention that because this is about Sin Cara botching. Uh, so the man who was formerly known as Mystico, then known as Sin Cara, was on a live stream over the weekend. And just as he thought he'd signed off and logged off, he took his mask off. And fans got a glimpse of his face for the first time ever. In Mexico, you do all you can to protect your people from seeing your face if you're wearing a mask in the lucha world. So this is a this is a big thing. This is a big blunder from Sin Cara. And yes, you can now look up online what Sin Cara looks like. If you want to, that's up to you. If you want to keep the mystery alive, that's up to you too. 
On the drive through podcast this week, Jim Cornette talked about his first telephone meeting with AEW president Tony Khan. He said, the first time I ever spoke to him on the phone, I said, I'm the only one that will tell you the truth because I don't want a job. That was two years ago. I was 57. Now I'm 59. That's almost 60. I'm not going to be getting on airplanes and flying around or driving to a wrestling promotion, even that even that were being held all over the country. That's regardless who it was. I'm effing not interested in that. Am I going to stay home and write my thoughts down via email or phone them in and take a check for it? You couldn't do anything with this show, even if you were on the effing ground there, unless the first thing was fire half the effing roster and start over. Jim Cornette's got some quite spicy opinions. I don't know whether anybody's ever said that before. And Chris Jericho was on the Chris Van Vliet show talking about the birth of the Inner Circle recently. He talked about some of the founding members, or at least the planned founding members for the group. He said, Tony Khan wanted me to be a part of a faction, and I've never been part of one before. He wanted it to be a band, like Chris Jericho and the Conspirators, whatever it would be. My idea was like Fist, to call it Fist. So one, two, three, four, and five, that would be called Fist, and that would be the merch. And then I, d- I was doing a bit for being the elite. Matt and Nick asked me to do. I said something about my inner circle is involved in this. And they're like, inner circle's a cool name. So that's where it came from. He also revealed some of the original wrestlers that were going to be part of the inner circle. He said the original tag team was Phoenix and Pentagon. And then I thought, I don't want gimmick guys or mask guys. So then Santana and Ortiz came up. Uh, the Bucks were saying how good they were on the first Jericho cruise. I said, okay, let's throw those guys in there. I then wanted MJF but I think Cody wanted to do stuff with him. So he says, how about Sammy Guevara? Now, I'd never met Sammy in my life. I just watched him on an NWA pay-per-view that Cody was wrestling on, and I saw him, and I was like, this guy is good, and he misca- he's miscast as a babyface. He just looks like an asshole. And then for the heater, there's a guy called Anthony Agogo, who's a boxer, and they were suggesting him. And I was like, I don't want that, because I had that in WWE a couple of times. I want a big guy, and I did, a kickbo- and I did kickboxing training. I hadn't spoke to him in years, but I was kickboxing with the same trainer as Jake Hager, and he was getting ready for his Bellator fights. So I started talking to him, saying, are you interested in coming back? And he said, I'd love to. And I pitched it to Tony, and he said, this is the guy that I want. I have always been a big fan of his. I wanted him to be my heater back in the WWE, but they just miscast him. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. A six foot six, good looking blonde guy who can work and had a character that can talk in the right circumstances. But that's fine. So we got him involved. So there you go, a little insight into the early days of the inner circle. A brand new episode of Behind the Match is on the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now. Back at the time where the Ultimate Warrior held Vince McMahon and WWE to ransom. An amazing story from the annals of wrestling history. Let Sam Driver and Justin Henry tell you all about it. Also, over the weekend, uh, two brand new lists for you, including 10 major shows missing from the WWE Network and the 10 best wrestling impersonators nations ever that was a fun list to watch you'll love that one on the cultaholic podcast feed this week a brand new episode of the cultaholic classic smackdown review tomorrow featuring myself matthew greg and our special guest from the what happened series on youtube matt mcmuscles is joining us and we're going to talk all about uh, smackdown from the year 2000 that's going to be good fun a brand new episode of the cut of the cultaholic desert island graps arrives on wednesday as well featuring my special guest 
former WWE writer Jimmy Jacobs. We talk about all away from wrestling. We talk about life, philosophy. We get quite deep on this one. Can't wait for you to hear it. Those are on the podcast feed later on this week. And at twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. Today it is the it is midday movie Monday. Me and you are gonna watch a, a bit of a crappy old film and just have a laugh through it at 12 o'clock UK time today. And later on, editor Andrew is back. He's dusting off the PlayStation 2 and uh, he's had a spooky time at the moment. He's playing some Resident Evil. So enjoy some time spent with Andrew playing some Resident Evil since it is the spooky month. Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you. Bye. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 